This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much. Good morning and welcome everybody to our show for this Wednesday morning. It is Wednesday, May the 18th. And uh, between elections across the country yesterday and the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial be back on. We got a lot of newsy type of stuff that we're going to talk about today. But we will try to make it uh, interesting. Dr. Oz might might have won his Senate race. It's neck and neck. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I take your teaser? My bad. Dr. Oz leads by <laughs> about 12, <laughs> 1,200 votes in uh, the race for Pennsylvania Senator. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, David McCormick is nipping at his heels. So will Dr. Oz, who there was some question about whether or not Dr. Oz actually lived in Pennsylvania earlier in this race, uh, will Dr. Oz be elected to the Senate? Crazy. No, no, I'm I'm wondering how crazy are the people in Pennsylvania? <laughs> Uh, well, on the Democratic side of that same race, John Fetterman, who's kind of a, a recognizable figure. Is he the big, tall, bald guy? He, he's the guy who looks like like a bad guy wrestler from the 80s yep. with the goatee, and he's just enormous. He's like six foot eight, 400 pounds. It's just a massive human being. So he won... On the Democratic side of things, Madison Cawthorn serves one term in the Congress and he's out. Madison Cawthorn of North Carolina got bounced out. He's the he lost his I primary. He lost. He got primaried. Wow. Well, they had stripped him of pretty much any meaningful uh, participation in the Senate because I think it's really interesting that of all the things Madison Cawthorn did, like supported insurrection and falsely claim an election was stolen. Didn't he the, claim that the, other GOP people did like orgies and cocaine? That's the thing that really upset him was when he said that he'd been invited by GOP bigwigs to orgies and that he'd seen him do co- cocaine. It's like, okay, treason and insurrection is one thing. We're mm-hmm. talking about our weekends now. We can't allow that. <laughs> so Madison Cawthorn has conceded. Some people said they were surprised he's so much in the you know, of a of a MAGA guy right. that they're a little bit surprised that he conceded as early as he did, but Madison Cawthorn is out for a number of reasons. Didn't he keep trying to bring loaded guns onto onto airplanes? Uh twice. Yeah, yeah twice it happened. Also uh, there was uh pictures revealed of him naked not naked maybe, but stripped stripping or in like lingerie. Oh, well, there yes. was one in lingerie. He yeah. said, "Hey, we were on a cruise ship and we were having fun on a cruise ship." And then there was another one where it doesn't count if you're on a cruise ship. <laughs> <laughs> what happens on a cruise ship stays, stays on, on a cruise ship. <laughs> should, they should have got on that before Joanna, Las Vegas did. Uh-huh. Did you think he was handsome? Um, until he started talking. Yeah, <laughs> he's a very beautiful man. I got a whole theory on how I think Madison Cawthorn got elected, which right. I can break down further yeah, later sure. in the show. Yeah, I think a lot of people saw him and just assumed he was a war hero because oh, he's, in a, he's in a wheelchair yeah. and he's got that military cut. Yeah, 
Wait, he didn't lose uh, his ability to walk in Afghanistan? Or? Is that what you thought? Yeah. Nope. He it was did. a car crash. Wow. Oh, my God. He never served in the military. One. Really? Right. So I think a lot of people just saw, oh, here's this sharp-looking guy with a, you know, like a crew cut type of hairstyle, or at least, you know, and he would he would occasionally wear what I can only describe as a military-style great coat. It didn't yeah. have any insignias on it or anything, but it definitely had a. And I think. And he's known for his, you know, Second Amendment rights and, and shooting. He always has guns on him and stuff. Right. I think he very much tried to f- get, you know, maybe not. Cl- he, although that was part of it, too. He also claimed that he'd been accepted to the, I believe, Naval Academy, and it turned out that he had not been. Ugh. He said that, but. Right. Up until this moment, you really thought Madison Cawthorn was like. Uh, a veteran I, I or a did, war yes. hero. I think a lot of people in North Carolina thought that too. Um, so uh, the race in Pennsylvania, though, still too close to call with Dr. Oz leading uh, McCormick by just a couple, th- less than 2,000 votes, it looks like, as I'm looking on the screen right now. Uh, all right, we got a lot more to talk about including the uh, Johnny Depp trial more testimony from Amber Heard, and she was asked about a mysterious late-night visit paid to her by James Franco. While Johnny was away. While Johnny was away, did Amber play with James Franco? Uh, Joanna, you're going to have entertainment news coming up uh, a bit later. What are we going to look at in entertainment news today? An executive at ABC has already said that they're open to the idea of having Chris Rock host next year's Oscars. It's almost like they, if he wants to do that, they owe it to him. Yeah, kind of, right? You and get a freebie. And at yeah. least he won't have to worry about Will Smith slapping him because he's banned for 10 years. Uh, but yeah. he has to worry about uh, insulting somebody else that might slap him. Maybe they'll have tighter security this time. Like, nobody can get on the stage. Mm-mm. Or Chris Rock's going to MC in a... Like a full catcher's mask and padding. <laughs> I'm thinking of a, I could see them doing that. Pope mobile almost with a plexiglass surrounding him. A they could, mobile. Yeah, <laughs> they could make a lot of jokes. They could say, and, and doing security tonight, Buster Rhymes and Jamie Fox. Uh, there are plenty of nice jokes yeah. they could do. <laughs> yeah, I sure. If if that's something Chris Rock would like to do, I think uh, I think the Academy kind of owes him one. Yep. Uh, we'll have that coming up later in entertainment news. I know I talked about some of the big uh, political stories. You Nico. did. You took I, all of did my I, stories. Did I take everything? No, <laughs> you didn't. There's a bunch of other stuff. I left you with something. Yeah, right? you did. Uh, actually, the Buffalo suspect, Peyton Gendron, uh, they're now looking at his previous social media posts and his uh, manifesto, essentially, where he wrote he felt, well, he beheaded and stabbed a cat. Oh, right. I did read that. And he wrote he felt nothing after that stabbing. He wrote about killing a cat and... And he like how his parents didn't know that he was buying weapons and hiding them in his room. Right. You know, at that point, you figure you've heard enough about serial killers to think, you know what? Maybe I'm a little cracked in the head. Right. I've seen Dexter. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. I called my mom and she gave me a box and I dug a shallow grave in my backyard. Honestly, oh. right now I don't feel anything mm-hmm. about killing that cat. I thought I would be in pain, but I literally just feel blank. God, if you feel so empty and, and evil on the inside, can't you just keep it to yourself? 
you know, do you have to travel three hours and take it out on people that don't know you and you don't know them? My parents know little about me. They don't know about the hundreds of silver ounces I've had, of the hundreds of dollars I've spent on ammo. What are silver? What are silver ounces? He was uh, trading silver coins, I think, and then getting money so he could buy the weapons. Maybe his parents' silver coins? Right. right. They didn't say where the silver coins They don't know from. that I spent close to $1,000 on random military S. They don't even know I own a shotgun or an AR-15 or illegal magazines. Sounds like, did he live with his parents? Because that sounds like uh, mm-hmm. you're pretty disengaged if you don't know any of that's going on. Right. This was a diary-like entry he left on the messaging platform Discord. So people could have come across, across and just read this? Yes. Let's uh, get a look at El Paso weather. we got one windy day this week. It's going to be Friday when the winds are going to be uh, 20 miles an hour. Other than that, sunny mid-90s. We've been talking about the uh, weather being fairly similar. No rain in the forecast. But uh, sunny today, 97 for the high temperature. Sunny in 96 on Thursday. Friday is when we're looking for that wind to come through. But, you know, it's not going to be anything that we haven't experienced this time of year before. So 20-mile-an-hour winds on uh, Friday and uh, mid-90s. Again, it looks like we got mid-90s throughout the week and uh, throughout the weekend as well. Coming up on Loudwire Nights, a member of Korn joins Tony to talk about the new album, the new tour. Monkey Schaefer of Korn is Tony's guest. Uh, Also, we're going to find out something about Monkey that you never would have guessed. It is Korn and Monkey Schaefer tonight. Don't forget... Mission Metallica gets started at 10 o'clock, a solid block of Metallica, every weeknight at 10 o'clock on Loudwire Nights. Loudwire Nights is from 7 to midnight on KLAQ. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We've got special tickets to give away for the Saturday night of Memorial Day weekend, El Paso Chihuahuas game. So this is going to be Saturday night, May the 28th. It's going to be a big fireworks spectacular. We're going to have lots of tickets to give away, specifically during the morning show, but listen throughout the day. And it doesn't hurt to check the mobile app, because sometimes we have a lot of exclusive uh, ticket giveaways through the mobile app. That sounds fun. All winners qualify to make it a staycation, so we're going to give away a lot of tickets from everybody that wins tickets for the Memorial Day weekend. We're going to draw a winner who gets to enjoy two nights at Hotel Indigo. You could go to the game, Ooh. walk to Hotel Indigo, stop by any establishments on your way to or fro, <laughs> but take a staycation weekend. We're going to start giving away the tickets tomorrow, and you could be the winner of not only the tickets, but also a two-night stay at Hotel Indigo, which is kind of Where like, you can go to and fro. You can go to and fro. Hotel Indigo. <laughs> yeah, that rhyme was so-so. <laughs> um, you been to Hotel Indigo? I, it's like a real fancy. I've never no, been you they, didn't, have... like, they looked at me and wouldn't let me in. <laughs> like That's how fancy they it is. They were like, get out of here. Get out! <laughs> Go on, get. With the riffraff. <laughs> KLAQ started back up with Cool Canyon Nights, our summer concert series presented by West Star at McKellican Canyon Amphitheater. Every Thursday night, there's going to be a free 
live concert. Freeze. Free? Yep, freeze the operative word there. Concerts start at 6 p.m. on the patio stage, followed by the main act on the amphitheater stage. The concerts are free. You mean you don't need money? Nope. You can go uh, for free. You might want to bring some money because there's a bunch of food trucks and they're going to have featured beers and other alcoholic drinks uh, and soft drinks as well. So coming up this Thursday on the patio stage, the Pie Sisters get started at 6 o'clock. And then on the main amphitheater stage, it is Siobhan. For the entire series lineup for Westar Presents Cool Canyon Nights, you can find that on the Must Read Bar, KLAQ.com, and the KLAQ mobile app. Special thanks also to Coca-Cola, SWB, Superior Sign and Lighting, Twin Peaks, and Tangy Treasure, just some of our sponsors for Cool Canyon Nights. There were some primary elections over the weekend. I'm going to try. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to try and make it as uh, entertaining as possible. I'm going to try not to get bogged down. Okay. I know some people just don't have interest in politics, right. but some of these... Some people don't. North Carolina, after one term, Representative Madison Cawthorn is one and done. He couldn't get a single Republican other than Donald Trump to endorse him for re-election. Cause he, they're calling it the burned bridges of Madison Cawthorn. <laughs> Wait, I don't get it. Oh, because there's a movie called The Bridges of Madison County? Yes, that's right. <laughs> Is it funnier when it's explained? No? Kind of. Uh, <laughs> North Carolina Republicans didn't just vocally denounce Cawthorn. They rallied behind a single opponent in the eight-candidate field. And remember, and that's Chuck Edwards. This isn't Democrat versus Republican. Is this it? is the, these are all primaries. So these are all Democrats versus other Democrats, Republicans versus other Republicans. The uh, general elections for 2022 are going to be. So November. you're saying other Republicans yes. rally or against yes. him? It was a concerted effort, and it wasn't just because of all the scandalous behavior twice in the past year he tried you to mean the orgy and cocaine the claim, lingerie okay you're getting ahead of me here but the, yes the being caught with a gun at the airport twice right? <laughs> he lost that's where they draw the line <laughs> right it's okay to support an insurrection, an insurrection and an attempted overthrow of the government but when you start telling people about our cocaine orgies mr two Far. Uh, Madison Cawthorn is only 26 years old. Um, in his endorsement, Trump wrote recently he made some foolish mistakes, which I don't believe he'll make again. Let's give Madison a second chance. The voters in North Carolina did not, though, and he was ousted from his congressional seat by Chuck Edwards. I have a whole Madison Cawthorn theory, and you know all the all the drama, the the inappropriate pictures, the accusations of drug fueled orgies, the guns at airports, all of that aside, uh, his office was usually closed. Like his main priority was tweeting and getting on television. Right, that was you know something that Not he wasn't doing the day to day business that. Uh, Con- well, a congressman, congressman would. You mean getting to- bills passed and paying attention to your constituents' concerns? and Yeah, none of that was on his agenda. And he was just, you know, he had been moved to the kiddie table of the Republican Party in Congress already, you know, along with Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. But I, I have this theory about Madison Cawthorn. So he's the guy who's in a wheelchair and he's a young, handsome guy. I think 
he got elected because a lot of voters in North Carolina assumed that he was a disabled veteran. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I didn't do a deep dive on him, so I thought he was. Right. You see, oh, this guy's a, a young guy running for office. He's got a crew, kind of a military-style hair. He looks like the understudy for Captain America. <laughs> um, He's a real pretty boy. I think Homelander. A real pretty boy. I think Homelander, Homelander is probably a, a much... One, yeah. He is such a pretty boy. He is. But I, And I think this was on purpose, because... Sometimes when there's cold weather, you would see Madison Cawthorn wearing a jacket that could only be described as a great coat. <laughs> you know, it just looks very military, and I think that there oh, were a you, lot of... Oh, Jillian, did you know he was saying great coat? What is a great coat? I, I thought you were saying great... Well, first of all, I had the same question as her, but I thought you were saying gray coat. Great. Okay. Which was... You know, you can see pictures it's a big of coat. yeah, a big coat, and he'd wear that, and it has a very military look. And I think a lot of people voted for him just on the mistaken assumption yeah. that he got his injuries oh. in Afghanistan. He did not. He was in a car wreck. Uh, How old is he? Twenty six now. Wow. So he's out. Pennsylvania is the big state where there were uh, elections in. Oh my God! He does wear like a coat that looks like military. that looks military, right? Yeah. I think he played it up, thinking I'm not going to say. Although he did, he did say that he'd been accepted into, uh, I think it was the Naval Academy, and then they went back, and the Naval Academy said no, he hadn't been no, accepted. So, so even, even that diminished claim that he was a military veteran uh, got debunked. Doug Mastriano won the Republican primary for governor, and he is a person who has fully embraced the uh, 2020 election uh, lies. So this is a guy who's going to get to a point. The people who are in charge of the elections in Pennsylvania is a guy who has echoed every one of the disproven 2020 election lies. The big lie. Yep. Uh, Trump remains the gravitational force within the GOP, and Mastriano's primary win shows that people who are going to line up with what the president says could benefit from it, although in the case of Madison Cawthorn and a few others, it didn't work out that way. I've heard a lot of analysts say that there is no separate party from the GOP or Republican Party, if you want to call it the official Republican Party. Uh, that has a, a chair and everything, Ron and McDon- McDaniel. It, it's it's no different than the Trump party. I mean, it, they everybody who's in it has to say the same line. It has to toe the same line. In mo- yeah, in most most cases, you would get clobbered if you came out and you were an anti-Trump Republican like Liz Cheney. There's a good chance you would just get you would just get viciously beaten in a primary. Right. So yeah, that's where the Republican Party is now. It's too close to call in Pennsylvania for the Senate race. Dr. Oz leads, but only by a thousand or so votes. Have you heard a lot of people blaming Oprah for this? I blame Oprah. (laughs) I blame Oprah for Dr. Phil. I blame her for like a lot of these. What do you mean, Buzz? I blame her for. What's wrong with Dr. Phil? Having Jenny McCarthy and these other anti-vaxxers on. I, there's a lot of blame. And yeah, Dr. Oz, that's another one. Uh, Dr. Oz had been endorsed by Trump, and his opponent, McCormick, David McCormick, had been endorsed by Ted Cruz. 
Ted Cruz was up there earlier this week. I got I got a doozy on this. But this is one that the race isn't over yet. It's close enough that they're still not calling it uh, between David McCormick and Dr. Oz. So I got to play this audio for you. This was earlier this week. Ted Cruz was mocking Republicans who claim they love Donald Trump so much without a hint of irony. He was the one that was making fun of them? Yeah, so he's there in support of the... Okay, so Dr. Oz is who Trump backed. Probably because he's a TV personality. Right. Yeah, I mean, really, I'm not joking. That's probably the reason it came down to, I'll pick the guy that, you know, I recognize from TV. Um, McCormick, though, could pull an upset here. It's not too late. And Ted Cruz was in Pennsylvania stumping for David McCormick. And this is when he talked about, you know, so he's he's addressing the fact that Oz got the the Trump stamp of approval. I don't know if you caught that. Let's see it. Let's see the dot. Yeah. Hecklers aren't great. Right. Ted Cruz. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Somebody in the crowd. Show it. Yeah. Show it. (laughs) <laughs> that was a good comeback, actually. I like you. What did he say? I like you, but not that much. So you admit you have a Donald Trump tattoo on your rear end. So, yeah, he did. Like, yeah, he didn't say, I don't have a Donald say, Trump tattoo I do. I'm just not going to show you. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't like you that much to show it to you. So there's quite an awful lot of irony here because... You remember in 2016, Donald Trump had implied that Ted Cruz's father had something to do with the JFK assassination. <laughs> then he called his wife Heidi ugly. He, 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 he called her like a dog. He heavily implied that his wife was not in Maxim magazine because she was too ugly to be unlike his wife. That, that's what it really boiled down to. And Ted, I Cru- wouldn't bang her. You know what that whole story was? There was, uh, I think it was Utah where, uh, a Republican opposition group were putting out these this photo spread that Melania had done for Maxim magazine back 20 years ago or whatever. And yeah, they're super racy. I mean, it, it would be hard to call them high fashion photos. They were. Oh, it was pornography. It was yeah, yeah, soft core, you know, okay. Maxim style soft core <laughs> pornography. So Get they were right. going to make a deal out of this. Softcore. And it, they were affiliated. <laughs> so it wasn't Cruz. It wasn't hardcore. <laughs> Donald Trump's response to this was, well, Ted Cruz's wife could never be, isn't hot enough to be in a magazine like that, even though it wasn't Ted Cruz. So Ted Cruz, if you don't remember at the time, he was very clear on what he thought about candidate Donald Trump. Wow. So for him to be up talking about Republicans that can't kiss enough. Oh, because we, you don't have any clips of him kissing his ass right now, but that's oh, all he's been doing sure, he, ever since. Ever since, ever since Trump became the nominee, it's like you forgot that he said that stuff about your dad and your wife, dude. Yep, he certainly did. I guess maybe the pain of getting that tattoo on his ass <laughs> <laughs> blocked out those memories somehow. Hey, uh, how's your chai tea, by the way? Delicious, Nico did on his own. Went and got me a chai. Did you get a dirty chai Is it tea? A dirty chai tea. What's the difference? Dirty has caffeine. Chai tea soy milk latte doesn't have caffeine. Chai tea doesn't have caffeine. I don't know. I think that's what they've told me. Why would you get it? <laughs> I don't Tastes know. Ask good. Buzz. He's the it one is that yummy. loves it. It's yummy. 
Yeah, it's good. But so next time know. I have to ask for a dirty? You need yeah. to ask for a dirty. Get me a slutty soy chai tea. <laughs> I think dirty. Does that offend you, Buzz? Buzz is like, don't call my chai slutty. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> if you bring me coffee, you better bring Joanna Cut. She's very sensitive about that sort of stuff. She is. And don't think I wouldn't ask her first because I always ask her did first you ask before her? I ask we you. Did. And you yeah. didn't want any coffee today? No, I have my own. Yeah, so I didn't know. Okay, you make your own coffee, but I do. You don't make it every day, which I just kind of noticed after you told me. All right, let me hear. Let me tell you what Nico told me. Okay, he said you make a pot of coffee. Maybe he relayed the message wrong. Right. Well, because that's what he said. Oh, did you get Joanna anything? I was like, no. She makes hers for the week. (laughs) He says that on Monday you make a pot of coffee, Mm -hmm. and then you just use that same pot all week long for your cold coffee. Yeah, because I'm not going to finish that whole pot on Monday. I mean, Mm -hmm. I could. Well, I am now that Lisa's not here. Now that Lisa's not here, I don't have time to make it every day. And you don't refrigerate it or cover it up at least? No, Buzz, I leave it out. (laughs) Like for the flies. For the flies to get. (laughs) Do you? Yes, I put it in the fridge. And then it's like an iced coffee. So there's a pot of coffee in there. It's Joanna's. It's Joanna's pot of coffee. I thought when you were, I thought she just left it and was like, oh, time for another one. I guess it's another one today. This is how I start my Mondays. No. By Friday, it's very well seasoned. It's seasoned. By Friday, it's gone. So. Oh, because you have it planned out. You yeah. drink a pot of coffee basically in a week. Yep. But you don't leave it out where the I flies. I don't leave it out. <laughs> Which where the also, flies. but that makes it hard for me to like show appreciation for you when I want to get you coffee and Buzz coffee. <laughs> Which I paid for, right, Buzz? Oh, that's nice, Nico. You paid for it today, Buzz. Well, not only oh. did Nico pay for it. Nobody even asked. He just, on his own, he's just like, I'm going to go and get oh, the guy's yeah, coffee. Nice. And I guess he he didn't tell me about it. So it, He surprised you with a chai. really taking the initiative. I hope him. he doesn't check his wallet. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. What I got from Sublime on 95.5 KLAQ. And we got a lot of great concerts coming up. Sublime's not on the schedule. But there are so many great... <laughs> you like that segue? That's good, yeah. Uh, Sublime's not one of them, but we got a lot. Coming up on uh, Thursday, May 26th, Escape the Fate is going to be at Speaking Woo! Rock, free concert. September morning comes back to El Paso. They'll be performing at the Rock House on Montana, June the 5th. This mo- Don't forget, um, we've also got Jack White coming May the 27th. So that one is closer to us than any of the other concerts on this list. That's El Paso County Coliseum. And we're going to start giving away tickets to see Jack White's Supply Chain Issues Tour Monday. You can listen throughout the day starting next Monday for tickets to go see Jack White. Here's a show at Speaking Rock that's a free show. This might be as big a deal as any of the other shows. Papa Roach, Falling in Reverse, Hollywood Undead wow. and Bad Wolves all are going to be at the Speaking Rock on August the 27th. Zombified! <laughs> the canceling, canceling. Yeah. The song's so catchy. Joanna and I are really hooked on falling <laughs> in reverse. Look at you two. Iron Maiden, the Don Hanskins Center, September the 11th. Yeah! <laughs> a famous story about Joanna, Joanna and Lisa making a road trip to <laughs> no, Albuquerque no, no, to no, see no. Iron Maiden. Not just the peeing, but also the makeup right joanna the makeup that made me late yeah joanna was there ready to go on time 
and uh, I guess Lisa did. Wait, were you Lisa's ride, or no. was she your ride? No, we so we went separately. But to get to the venue, she's like, "Hey, can you just pick me and my friend up, and we'll all go together all right. to the concert?" So I'm like, "Sure, I'm here." But and you she, don't drive. No, my sister went. Oh, Genius. okay. So she, so Lisa made you and your sister wait. <laughs> yes. So then I'm all, hey, we're here. And she goes, okay, no problem. We just need to put our makeup on. And I'm all, great. She didn't take long. One hour oh later. Oh, my God. You got to be kidding. She's all like, I'm all, hello? We're here. I thought maybe she left anyway. By Did you miss Iron Maiden? No, we didn't miss Iron Maiden. We missed the opening act, which was Ghost. Oh, you probably wanted to see Ghost as much as you wanted, I wanted to see, to see Iron Maiden. Ghost. Well, you can see Iron Maiden without all the Lisa makeup drama. <laughs> Don Haskins Center, September 11th. Scorpions and White Snake. That shows at the Don Haskins Center, September 19th. And Greta Van Fleet, a band that's never performed in El Paso. It's the first chance you're going to have to see Greta Van Fleet in El Paso. That's November 8th at the Don Haskins Center. Keep listening for more concert announcements and keep listening for more tickets. Also check our website, klaq.com, and the mobile app. The KLAQ mobile app also has some ticket giveaways that are done uh, as a separate thing. Joy and I got a call uh, mm-hmm. here on the neckline. Did you talk about, uh, are you already planning for the Halloween parade? Yes, I am. Okay. And I'm like, there's three of us. What can we do? All right, trio. I vote ZZ Top. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great, actually. Yeah. Be fun. They're, they're famous. But Halloween theme? Like zombie? Zombie ZZ Top. What's up, Mo Show? It's ODG. Joanna said to suggest a scary movie trio for y'all's Halloween costume. How about the Devil's Rejects? Buzz can be Captain Spaulding, Joanna is Baby, and Nico is Otis. Okay, okay. Ooh, that's actually a good idea. I'm gonna write that one down. Never seen it. Okay. Is it? I, wasn't it a remake? No. No, it it's a Rob the Zombie original. Follow up to House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, that's right. At our parade, I always see a few faces. Of the, I see a few Captain Spaulding. Yeah. In the in the crowd every year. I do too. You've seen this buzz? Devil's Rejects. Yeah. Yeah, of course I've seen Devil's Rejects. Are you crazy? You know what I did not care for was Three from Hell. Oh, which my was God, a, me too. That was not good. In yeah, fact, I didn't finish I didn't like, it. It was so I bad, either. I didn't finish it. Which is a shame, because I really did like Devil's Rejects. Mm-hmm. I would say Devil's <gasps> Rejects is the best out of that series. Yeah, for sure. Ooh, that's a good idea, though. We how just about, need to get a wig for Nico. How about if we went as... You can look in my personal collection. <laughs> The main characters from Trick or Treat. So, so somebody gets to be the pumpkin head. The pumpkin boy. head, okay. And then Joanna, you could either go as like the little autistic girl who's a witch. Oh, okay. Or if you Rhonda. Want, yeah, Rhonda, or you could you could go as Little Red Riding Hood oh. if you want to be the uh, Anna Paquin character. Oh, that's a I good think that's one, Anna actually. Paquin, yeah. it, isn't it? And then who would Nico be? Probably like the creepy dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Played by Dylan Baker. Yeah, yeah. That wouldn't be a bad one. That would right. not be bad, yeah. What about, like, Mario, Luigi, and Princess Peach? You suggested that last year, and we ousted you, remember? 
I was like trying to think of simple things. Oh, what about Hocus Pocus? And we'll all be one of the witches. We did, we that, did that like three, four years ago. God. Yeah, we did. We did a Hocus Pocus. <laughs> we were all, and I was Bette Midler. All right, what about the Powerpuff Girls? That's what I said in the podcast. <laughs> Buzz is obviously Blossom. I got dibs on Buttercup and Nika could be Bubbles. I'm totally Bubbles. Yeah. What's another Here. famous trio? Alvin and the Chipmunks. No. Marx Brothers. The uh, Three Stooges. You know. You're not settled on anything, though, are you? Not. No. Since we're checking out our website, <laughs> did you know that... A truck turned over on i-30 in dallas right before the 45 interchange i did not know that and it's cargo thirty thousand pounds of eggs spilled out onto the highway oh no our eggs they were all from eggland's best company and they were going to a distribution center. that sounds like an explosive situation <laughs> yeah, let's scramble for some puns here, why don't we? Well, you can go read the articles. Yes, thank you, Joanna. Thank you. So, You're some of the eggs were cracked. Some of the some of the eggs weren't cracked. In fact, there were some cartons. But do you know why the police wouldn't let people go and help themselves to the eggs that were on the highway? Why? Because that would be poaching. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Nico's got an article that's kind of interesting. The three most fam- famous comedians who have ever lived in El Paso. Yep. Either they're from El Paso or they lived here. Let me guess who they would be. All right. Probably F- Freddie Soto. Absolutely. Freddie Soto Jr. is the most iconic stand-up comedian oh, he was so hilarious. to ever come or live from El Paso. He always brought it and on our show. Not too. only that, Freddy Soto was an innovator. He was one of the first comedians to really talk about the Latino family dynamic and really make that popular. Um, and especially about his stories about his dad, Freddy Soto Sr. So, Freddy Soto, iconic. Yes, he's on the list. I'm trying to identify the feature image here. Is that one of the comedians in the feature image? Because it looks like Post Malone <laughs> before he got any face tattoos. It's just, it's just, oh, it's just why a, didn't you use like a Freddie Soto? It's just or, a stock you know what? image. Because, or you? No, I was trying to figure out. I was like, is that a young Burt Kreischer? I couldn't get one with a good enough image resolution. They were all the ones I got of the Freddie were like screen caps from his YouTube video. So th- I thought that was just a provocative image. I thought it's a guy laughing. I don't know. I thought that was supposed to be somebody famous. No, Buzz is like, who is this? It's a guy laughing. So Freddie, um. Oh, who played George Jefferson? He lived in El Paso for a while. Hemsley. Sherman Hemsley. There we go. Yeah, completely, uh, to be honest, I forgot that he lived here. (laughs) (laughs) Follow-up article. Yeah, I'm going to add him a little bit later. I completely forgot that he lived here. Sherman Hemsley was not primarily a stand-up comedian. No, actually. He was an actor and a TV star. He he did do some stand-up at the the El Paso comic strip, and I've heard stories that it was just cringeworthy stand-up comedy. Um, you should not uh, speak ill of the dead. That wasn't ill. That was just a statement of fact. <laughs> I don't know. I'd heard the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 
Freddie Soto, probably Ryan Stout. Ryan Stout, yes. The hilarious Ryan Stout. Uh, you may Ryan have seen used it. to do stuff when he was still in high school with us on the morning show. He'd goof around like in the freaking 90s, man. Really? Yeah. I didn't like know that. Like when he was a senior, junior, senior in high school. What would he do for you? Voices. He'd okay. do some other stuff. Most, mostly call in. Definitely unpaid. Joanna. If, unpaid? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you might have, if you were ever a fan of Chelsea Late Night uh, or yeah. Chelsea Lately, uh, Ryan was almost always on there. He mm-hmm. always wears yeah. a suit and a, a little tie. Um, Who else would be the most uh, famous com- comedian? Oh, so uh, Ryan started uh, hosting at the El Paso Comic Strip when he was still in high school. Yeah. He went to Hanks, actually, yeah. for uh, for his high school career, and then moved to San Francisco where he started stand-up. Wow. Bart used to have a regular, not an open mic, but it was in the form of like an open mic contest. And, th- and I'm talking like 95, right. 96, and I think... Ryan would come in for that, and I think he was just like a high school kid. Uh, Ryan won so many different stand-up competitions. He won Best of the Boston Comedy Fest. He was at uh, Just for Laughs in Canada. So he's a legit. So this list that I was gonna that I made is a list of legitimate stand-ups, like who who made it successfully. Buzz, how hard would you say it is to become any kind of stand-up? I mean, what? To be a performer, even just to be a traveling, not even famous stand-up. I mean, what would you say the the difficulty level of there is? Four. Four out of ten? Yeah. All right, what would you say about being a successful TV uh, promotion uh, host like Ryan or even Freddie, who was doing an HBO special? What are the difficulties? Ten. Ten, right? Yeah. So There's uh, a huge difference in taking that next leap. Right. And these three are all made that leap. Um, and there's an honorable mention. I don't know if you want to go and, and look at who the honorable mention is, but uh, is oh, you didn't, Jimmy? you didn't even no, you didn't even get the third one. Oh right, uh, 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 Greg Wilson. That's right, Greg. Oh, Greg. <laughs> Romero Wilson, also a Hanks graduate, before he moved to Dallas. He's like. He's like moved into official that guy territory. Like when you see him on TV, you're like, oh, that guy. There, I've seen him so many times pop up in t- different TV shows. Yeah, you see him all all the time on TV. Uh, honorable mention, probably Nico Ajimian, I guess. There you go. <laughs> There's the honorable mention. <laughs> right? I mean, I get some promotion with my articles, you know. Go see me do comedy. Go see me do comedy. Actually, look uh, at that. Look at that crop of hair he's got up there. Saturday, this, this How Saturday. How old is that picture? Oh, that's my first headshot from 2014. Enough that if you use this as your Tinder profile, people would accuse you of fraud if you showed up. <laughs> <laughs> I have a show uh, this Saturday. Craft yeah. Rhythm and Blues, guys. Uh, 9 p.m. Hit me up for Where tickets. is craft, craft Rhythm and Blues? It's on the east side. All right, let's take a break. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We're going to start right now with news headlines, and this will include public hearings on UFOs. All right. We had a few questions yeah. about those Pe- public hearings the first 50 years. People have really wanted you to bring it up for some reason. Maybe because they know that you're a believer. A <laughs> uh, believer in what? The truth. It's okay. out there. The truth is I'll out there. All right. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> well, we'll have that story coming up later. So here's Nico Jimian with today's top stories. Hello, Buzz. Good morning. A Chinese plane crash that killed 132 people may have been an intentional nosedive. The China Eastern Airlines flight crashed into a mountain in southern China back in March, killing 123 passengers and nine crew members. A a report in the Wall Street Journal says a probe into the crash indicates that someone in the cockpit had put the Boeing 737 into a near-vertical nosedive. Officials say black boxes recovered from the wreckage show that the plane's controls were used to pitch the aircraft into the dive. Records show the plane was cruising at 29,000 feet before it suddenly plummeted into the side of a mountain. The Wall Street Journal report notes that investigators have found no mechanical and flight control issues. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky says his country will continue fighting because they have no choice but to fight for their freedom. That's what he told the opening night crowd at the Cannes Film Festival in the south of France. Speaking via video, Zelensky said he was sure the dictator would lose, a reference to Russian President Vladimir Putin. He said that the cinema industry has a responsibility to promote democracy and freedom, and noted how films have helped people unite against authoritarianism and cruelty in the past. The actor-turned-president did ask, hundreds of people are dying today. Is cinema going to stay quiet, or is it going to stay out of it? North Korea is possibly launching a missile test around the time President Biden travels to South Korea. That's according to a U.S. official who says North Korea is preparing for a launch within the next few days. President Biden is scheduled to visit South Korea tomorrow. The official said the launch site appears to be located near Pyongyang. CNN previously reported that U.S. military and intelligence agencies believe Pyongyang could also be getting ready to conduct its first underground nuclear test in almost five years. Did I say it right that time? Nuclear. Nuclear. Nuclear test. No? Mm. All right. Moving on. If North Korea goes through with it, it would be the country's seventh underground nuclear (laughs) nuclear test (laughs) first since 2017. Should I just omit every story that's mm. nuclear-related? Nah, you better, just in case. I feel right? like those are important stories. Okay, you know the word nucleus, right? Yeah, nucleus. Nuclear. Nuclear. Okay. Yes. All right, the El Paso Fire Department's warning <laughs> residents about electrical fires after seeing an uptick in them so far this year. The department's been called out to 21 electrical fires since the beginning of the year, That's compared to 12 electrical fires during the same time last year. They usually start by neglect, said Lieutenant Juan Acuna of the Paso Fire Department. Frayed wires, overloaded plugs, overload of power strips. Some people think that the strip is safe, but once you overload something, it becomes unsafe. Lieutenant Acuna suggests making sure to check on your electrical cords at least once a month. The biggest tip being to hire a certified electrician. And... A small fire starts, if a small fire starts in your home due to an electrical issue and you're able to put it out, it's still best to call the fire department. We have equipment where we can check through the walls and see if it's still heated or warm or hot. That way we can stop it because if you don't call and the heat continues, that's when you're going to cause a fire. Speaking of which, the El Paso Fire Department was called out to a blaze at a northeast restaurant early Tuesday morning. Crews from EPFD responded to a fire at Los Rancheritos restaurant on the 8900 block of Dyer before 7. It's unclear what may have caused the fire, but the fire department said the restaurant is a total loss. Two other surrounding businesses were also affected. You a big fan of Los Rancheritos? I am. I loved it there. What are they known for? Do they have a specialty? 
food. Mm. Mexican food. Their gorditas were bomb. All right. Their horchata was bomb. Mm-hmm. Well, EPFD said employees were ready, getting ready to open. Uh, they were all safely able to evacuate, and no injuries have been reported. So, so sorry, Joanna. And the pandemic may have made us sloppy behind the wheel. New data shows the U.S. saw the most traffic deaths last year since 2005. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration estimated nearly 43,000 people died in crashes 2021. That's an increase of more than 4,000 from 2020. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg said the traffic deaths are a crisis on American roadways that we must address together. He added that the Biden administration is taking critical steps to help reverse this devastating trend. Be prepared to have some rules changed to make us safer on the road. What uh, What's the connection to the pandemic? That we weren't driving. Oh, like people lost the skill of driving or... Yeah. Or maybe uh, that... Maybe residual brain fog. Brain fog from the virus. Or maybe everybody's been terrible drivers to begin with. First Lady Jill Biden speaking out about the nationwide baby formula shortage in a public service announcement. She said President Joe Biden and his, t- and his team are trying to help. Uh, Jill Biden also said becoming a mom or dad means falling in love deeper than you ever thought possible, Miss Biden noted. And in those first few months of sleepless nights of endless diapers and dirty dishes and worrying about every little danger, your love can feel like the only thing that keeps you going. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy, who also spoke at the PSA, said that they're working to safely import supply from abroad. The baby formula shortage has left reportedly over 40% of the country's supply out of stock. Here's Surgeon General Vivek Murthy. He was addressing, you know, because of the shortage and, and imports, you might see some brands you're not familiar with, but right. he's saying none of those that don't meet the exacting standards of United States. Right. Because really it's a monopoly, and well, not a monopoly, but only about three companies manufacture. Triopoly, I Triopoly. guess. Like three companies make all the baby formula in the U.S., so For the most part. if you see any uh, brands that you're not familiar with, don't worry. They are still safe. Right? That's what they're saying. Uh, yeah, they're saying that they're going to apply strict uh, control and guidelines over what kind of baby formula is imported. Yeah. President Joe Biden traveled to Buffalo, New York on Tuesday and raised the alarm on the dangers of white supremacy following Saturday's racially motivated mass shooting at a supermarket that left 10 black people dead three wounded and others fearing for their lives. What happened here is simple, straightforward, the president said. Terrorism, domestic terrorism. The president also named each victim in the attack and provided their ages, giving details of their everyday lives before they were suddenly gunned down. Biden called on Congress to pass legislations to keep assault weapons off our street. Here's some audio of Joe Biden. You recall the uh, protest, the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville mm-hmm. and the, the so-called uh, Tiki Torch Nazis? Right. Remember, they were chanting, Jews will not replace us. Right. So that's part of the replacement uh, theory. It doesn't have any basis, in fact. And really You're the saying Republic- there's some anti-Semitic parts of the, the replacement theory? I think you just plug in whoever you have an axe to grind against. Okay. So, it, you know, this, this guy... This Buffalo, he, he decided it was, you know, he was going to take it out on black people. The guy who did the Walmart shooting in El Paso decided, well, I'm going to take it out on 
Mexican people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the idea that, oh, the Democrats are trying to bring in all these brown and black and people that don't speak English as good as you do, and the reason they're doing that is so that they can replace you, mm-hmm. uh, is a thing that, number one, the Republican Party as a whole, with the exception of you know people like Mitt Romney and uh, Liz Cheney, but they won't acknowledge that they know what that is, and they also won't say that they're going to take any steps to stop. Right. You several uh, four hundred rep- times since he went to primetime, Tucker Carlson has referenced the white replacement theory. Four hundred sure, times. I'm sure now he's going to say it. I've never said anything about that. Yeah, because I saw he, he's Rand, backing off of it. I yesterday. saw Rand Paul on TV yesterday saying he had never heard of this theory before. And it's like really, it's kind of hard to believe. It's very you, hard <laughs> that you've never even heard of it before. The pastor being hailed as a hero for helping to thwart a gunman from taking additional lives at a California church described how the congregation, consisting of mostly elderly attendees, overtook the shooter. About 50 people had gathered at the Geneva Presbyterian Church, a Taiwanese congregation in Laguna Woods, California, on Sunday afternoon for a lunch banquet to welcome back the Reverend Billy Chang, who was just coming back from a trip to Taiwan. But a gunman angry over tensions between China and Taiwan, a 68-year-old Las Vegas man was also in attendance. Chang was on the podium taking photos when he witnessed the gunman, the gunman randomly firing at congregants. Parishioners were able to escape through one door the gunman allegedly did not lock. When the gunman stopped to reload, Chang and Dr. Johnny Cheng, a prominent sports physician, sprang into action. Chang, 52, charged the suspect and tried to disarm him, allowing others to jump in. Orange County Sheriff Don Barnes confirmed. Chang grabbed a chair and slammed it into the shooter, pushing him to the floor. Several of the surrounding congregants then swarmed the shooter. Chang said, hog-tying the shooter's legs with an extension cord and confiscating two handguns. Chang was killed during the chaos, and five others were wounded by gunfire. Investigators believe more people would have been shot had it not been for Chang's actions. Uh, They said that he had planted uh, Molotov cocktails around the outside of the church, that he had put nails uh, outside some of the doors so people wouldn't be able to escape. And the latest I heard yesterday in the reporting was that if his gun hadn't jammed, Oh my he god. He probably would have taken out a lot more people, but his gun jammed and that's when they were able to Can you imagine rush though, him. that they were they were in church and then they had to like take essentially do a security takedown of a person. Yeah, and the average age of the parishioners at this church is 80. This guy was 68. The guy who did the shooting. That did the shooting. Well, also a little background on him. Uh, they were they were talking he was born in China and then his family moved to Taiwan, and I guess, uh, well, according to him, there's a lot of prejudice against mainland Chinese people in Taiwan, or at least that's the way he oh, felt. Okay. But interesting. This was like his revenge for being mistreated when he was younger, or he felt he was being mistreated oh, by very the Taiwanese when he was younger. Yeah, it's really. Well, here is Pastor Billy Chang speaking out. We haven't started the uh, UFO investigation story. And I have a feeling we probably want to spend a few minutes on that. Yeah. So why don't we break? Sure. And come back and finish that up here in just a moment. But before we do that, 
I want to tell you that this hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. The corner of Dyer and Monroe, you can find them on social media or PumpingInkTattoo.com. That's PumpingInkTattoo.com. Corner of Dyer and Monroe, just moments away from Fort Bliss. We'll come back and talk about the first public hearings on UFOs in uh, Congress in over 50 years. Mm-hmm. Here's your late night roundup first, though. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. You are really something else, I gotta tell you. What? What? What did you do? Well, we're gonna get back into the news. <laughs> I don't know. Buzz was very shocked by by something I told him. What did you tell him? Can I share with Joanna? Nobody else. I'm just gonna tell Joanna. Okay, tell that's me. fine. Everybody else, don't pay attention. Don't pay attention. Yeah. So, Nico told me a uh-huh. couple of weeks ago that he doesn't have an, his ID. What happened to your ID? I lost it. Okay. <laughs> and my debit card. Oh, crap. Oh, no. Yeah. So I need to replace those two. But I keep hoping they just show up, and so I haven't replaced them. So I, I suggested that we go someplace that you need your driver's license to get into, and I'm not going to say any more than that, all right? Okay. And he's like, I still don't have my driver's license, but I know that you went to... Strip club, by the way. It's not a strip club. And he said... <laughs> He had used his passport because that's a form of photo ID. Okay, yeah. Nico's mom keeps his passport. Like he because he was like, why don't you just get your passport? uh, Just use a passport. I was like, I don't have it anymore. I gave it back to my mom because she holds on to it. You're thirty something year old man, and your mom. You should have your passport. What do you mean your mom has your passport? What? Look up until a few, maybe two or three years ago. My mom had mine, so. <laughs> but I can now say I hold on to it, and I hope I so remember you, where I put has, it. it that, okay, that's where I it used See, to live with my parents. It's, and It's for safekeeping. Yeah, it's for safe. I'm irresponsible. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes. Or my mom has really pushed it into my brain that I'm going to lose it. Yep. So I was like, here, mom, you hang on to it then. It's like a, it's like a safety deposit box, but I just call it mom's house. <laughs> I don't need a bank. You, you're supposed to be a grown-up by now, man. I am a grown-up. I live... You don't have a photo ID. The photo ID you do have, you leave in your mom's care. Right. Wait, are you guys going to the strip club? No. Here. Without me? I'll tell you what we're talking about, okay? Okay. It rhymes with... Mispensary. <laughs> <laughs> Blanibus Mispensary. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I can't go in because I don't have my ID. Oh, you do need your ID. Or a passport. A passport works. Yeah, well, he had the passport. Then when he was done using it, he returned it to his mom for her to keep. And I'm just saying that is the most infantile thing I've ever heard of. It's like a safe, safe spot. Like my Mispensary. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's that weird. I don't think it's weird either. Thank you, Joanna. You know, there are you know people most your people age are living have, with their parents till they're like 40. That is the new that's trend. That's not true. Yeah. There, are pe- there are a lot of people your age that have little humans of their own that they have to be responsible for. That sounds for. insane, right? Right. That sounds crazy. I barely got a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Grubhub offered free lunch to all of New York City. That's for three hours yesterday. And it was total chaos. 
restaurants couldn't handle the volume, and one cafe in Brooklyn got 200 orders in the first five minutes. Right. All all hell broke loose. That's right. I think about this music when I imagine a huge disaster taking place. <laughs> it it sounds like it was not good publicity right. for Grubhub. They're doing this free stuff, but there were so many people that were left either without their order right. uh, that it... It was chaos. It was chaos. Grubhub had a promo in New York yesterday where you could get free lunch from 11 to 2 p.m. or technically $15 off your order. And what followed was just craziness. As soon as it started, restaurants were flooded with orders and couldn't keep up. That's when one Brooklyn cafe got 200 orders in five minutes. Employees were slammed. Delivery drivers slammed. Most people who tried to get in or on it either had to wait hours for their food or their order just got canceled altogether. Basically, everybody was upset. And it's probably a terrible promotion for them. Like, if you're trying to get good news and, like, publicity. uh, Right. If you're going to do a promotion, the last thing you want to do is one that makes your customers uh, despise your brand or angry at your brand. I've been trying to convince our bosses of this for years. (laughs) (laughs) Don't Don't, do promotions that make your brand look worse. Don't do a promotion that makes your brand look worse in the eyes of your consumers. So. Were people mostly mad at, Grub, at Grubhub? Mostly Grubhub. And they got blasted on social media almost all day long for not thinking things through. Uh, but a spokesman for the company tried to spin it in a positive way, saying that the promotion, quote, exceeded all expectations. Yeah. If all ex- if you were expecting yeah. a terrible if outcome. If you were expecting a terrible outcome, then it ex- exceeded because it was more than terrible. One guy who called got a message that said over 3,600 people were in line in front of him. Don't offer free food. Or if you're going to offer free food, and again, this is something I feel like I've said before, make sure there's enough of that food. You are very animated about this story. Somebody's on the line, tells you how you can get a new ID. Oh, cool. Hey, Cody. Hello. What's up, Cody? Yeah, I just wanted to let Nico know that you have to go online to make your driver's license appointment for a renewal or that. Oh, cool. It can be online now? Yeah, you have to do it online because they're not taking anyone in person dropping in. Oh. You have to do a reservation. Okay, that's good to know. Because it takes about 30 minutes to an hour to get done, and you're done in and out, and you're, everything's filled out, and you're good to go. And what do they do, mail your new license to you? Yeah, well, he'll get a paper one for the time being as proof that he has a license, there you go, and then man. they'll mail up a new one, and he'll get in the mail. I bet you can't use that pipe uh, paper one to go into a misminsery. Um, he should, because it's considered a legal document. Yeah, but is it a photo ID? Yes, it actually has a little picture in black and white in it. Do they use the old picture that I've taken, or will they... No, they're going to actually have you take a new picture right then and there, unless um, you did yours within a certain amount, that they can even email you a new one without even having to do a... going in. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds kind of painless, because, yeah, I was thinking about just having to wait in line at the DMV all day, and that was kind of making me procrastinate a little bit more. You're procrastinating about having Uh, a driver's license. Also, I hope it shows up, like, in, like, one of my jeans or something. Oh, so you don't know for sure that it's lost forever. 
I don't. Yeah. The debit card as well. Yeah. Okay. It time might, to grow up. It might show up. I don't know. Right. Thank you, Cody. It's time to be adulting. Yeah, You're I didn't welcome. say show up. I said time to grow up. I, I'm saying it might show up. Time to be He's adulting. Yeah, time to be adulting. Cody and I are Thanks, saying the same Cody. thing. Appreciate it. Thank you. Rosewood's Miss Spencery. I don't know if they'd accept like a your temporary driver's license or not. You could, you could just. I'm pretty sure print one of those up. As someone who has lost her ID many times, yeah, it comes with a little picture when they print it out for you. Why have you lost your ID many times? I don't want to talk about it. You know what? We're talking about your life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, news! Should I finish that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let's finish up the news. All right. A massive wildfire currently burning east of Santa Fe is now the largest in the state's history as thousands of firefighters continue to battle the blaze. The Hermit's Peak Calf Canyon fire made up of two fires that merged into one giant blaze last month has burned 300,000 acres. It officially surpassed the Whitewater Baldy fire as the largest fire in New Mexico's history. That fire, which was caused by lightning and also consisted of two separate fires, managed to burn 297,000 acres, primarily around the Gila National Forest, and this was around late 2012. The Hermit's Peak Calf Canyon fire is now the largest active fire in the U.S., and it's only been 26% contained as of Tuesday. There's more than 2,000 fire personnel responding on the scene. The Hermit's Peak fire was caused by spot fires from a prescribed burn, while the cause of the Calf Canyon fire is under investigation. Firefighters have faced unfavorable wind conditions, warming temperatures, and severe dry conditions since the Hermit's Peak and Calf Canyon fires ignited in early April. And finally, Speaking to- of igniting in New Mexico, we can't do that until you get your <laughs> driver's license replaced. <laughs> you know what I can say? But- you and I have a different definition of procrastinating. You don't have a driver's license and you keep putting it off. Because he's hoping maybe it'll show yeah. up somewhere. Like shake out of my... Wait, oh. what are you doing for without a debit card then? Oh, I have Google Pay on my phone. Sweet. Right. Yeah, but you've been telling me now for a couple of weeks that you haven't had your ID. Oh, weeks? Yeah. I thought this just happened maybe a few days ago. Oh, no, this has been like probably four, six, <laughs> four, five, four, five, six maybe six weeks. Four, you're, you're, oh, six. And you're still waiting for it just to turn up. I don't think it's going to show up yeah, anymore, dude. The, but you know what's going to happen? I'm going to replace it, and then the second I do, it's like it's going to be in my car, like on the side somewhere. Have you checked the <laughs> side? You're, you're saying there's like a universal <laughs> law that as soon as you go through the whole process, oh, yeah. it's going to turn. That's the, I have the worst luck in the world. Like that is, that's exactly what would happen. Now, it sounds like you're just rationalizing your procrastination. Maybe that too. Here's what, here's what I right now I feel like I'm in procrastination mode because I've got to mm-hmm. go get my car, the state inspection, and then get the tags. You know when they're due? When? Yeah, into June, and I feel like I'm probably just like, oh man, I keep putting this off. I got to get around to it. Yeah, you should do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm adult, trying to make a. Why don't you try and be more responsible and do things? Just be an example. Yeah, to you. I'm making a point about how I still got a month and a half. But I feel like I'm procrastinating. I feel like you're you've supposed gone a, to you've take gone a month the mentor that. role. Yeah, well, I'm mentoring you right now. Mm, you're more berating Start, than mentoring. I think there's a lot of overlap when it comes to that. If you feel like I'm berating, 
maybe that will motivate you to start taking some of this responsibility. If it makes you feel any any better, someone in the app chat says that you can use the paper ones at the dispensary. They've used it there for a week. <laughs> They've actually used it at the dispensary. At the dispensary in in New Mexico. In New Mexico. All right. Do you want to take a break so we can talk about this UFO <laughs> stuff now? Yeah, sure. God. Dispensary <laughs> took think, up a lot of time. What do you think your mom's? <laughs> thinking about this conversation oh she's cringing right now cringing she, yeah my mom is but she doesn't disagree with what i'm saying right? no probably not yeah but she's probably like why nicholas why don't you do things do you have any idea of where you could have lost it oh it could be any, I, did you cancel the debit card uh, no because maybe you if you left the that. debit card and the id i wouldn't be so much worried if i lost them separately but if you lost them together there's a good chance somebody might know how to do identity theft then nobody would want to steal my identity <laughs> trust me <laughs> they would give it back yeah, they would be like now i owe more <laughs> yeah, how do i owe right. money I, I stole nico Ajibian's identity and i ended up losing money <laughs> i'm pretty much safe let's take a break they had the first sorry mom ufo oh they don't call them ufos they like don't? the Pentagon spokesman, no? UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. Oh, Get out of here. There's st- oh, because because technically not everything's flying around. Uh, yeah, probably. That you it know, could because be just falling. Saying, oh, this is oh, flying, but like, it could be floating. Or and falling. It got or falling. Or it could have already fallen and did a crop circle. <laughs> uh, okay. well, I know where Joanna stands now. <laughs> we'll have that Mulder. Do you want me to go ahead and give you a spoiler? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't trot out any aliens and say, yeah, here they are. These are the greys. These oh, are I the thought reptilians. you meant teaser, not spoiler. Well, oh, damn. They didn't reveal. <laughs> well, damn. Like, no aliens. We're joined here from our new <laughs> from our new overlords from Beta Reticuli. It wasn't anything like that. So. <laughs> All right, let's take a break, and we're going to come back with the children morning show. The one adult and two children morning what? show. Is Joanna the adult? No. I'm not. <laughs> I'm How are you the adult? Oh, no. You... You just I am. You just hurt your arm by reaching up in the sky. Yeah. All that's, right. that's the older of an adult you get, the more likely that's going to happen. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and we have more of the buzz. Are you going to title today's show Dispensary? Manibus Mismensary. Yes. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoos. The corner of Dyer and Monroe, just moments from Fort Bliss. Find them on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. That's PumpingInkTattoo.com. We need to get back to uh, the UFO hearings yesterday. Uh, Nico gave out the wrong information for his show this weekend, so he wants to uh, oh God, go over Nico. that again. Yeah, I will be doing a show uh, this Saturday, May 21st, at Craft Rhythm and Brews. I said Craft Rhythm and Blues. It's actually Craft, Craft Rhythm, Rhythm and, and Brews. And uh, it's downtown, 1301 Texas Avenue. The show starts at 9 p.m. Uh, yeah, it's... a. Uh, Here's the, them here's the question that everybody has when they hear there's going to be a Nico and Jimmy and comedy show. They have one question. What's that? Who else is going to be on the bill? <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, man. 
Well, I got the very funny uh, Mr. Iggy Samaniego. And, of course, the hilarious Ponchi Herrera um, will be on there, as well as Otis Hicks, uh, Julian Luera, and uh, that's about it. Now, there's some people I'm forgetting. But I'll be on the show. (laughs) Yay. All right. Top Pentagon officials told a House panel on Tuesday that there are now close to 400 reports from military personnel of possible encounters with UFOs a significant increase from the 144 tract in major reports released last year by the U.S. The number of UAPs reports has risen to approximately 400. And uh, this is a significant... Between 2004 and 2021, 144 were tracked. Uh, That's according to Scott Bray, the Deputy Director of Naval Intelligence. He told the House panel that the spike was due to a reduction in the stigma associated with stepping forward to report such incidents in the wake of the 2021 report. I can't point to something that definitely was not man-made, but I can point to a number of examples which remain unsolved. Okay, here's a little bit of uh, Scott Bray giving his testimony on UFOs. First time in over 50 years that there were public hearings on what are Commonly referred to as UFOs, but it sounds like the Pentagon wants to go with UAP. UAPs. All right. Um, so it's basically, yeah, more people are reporting them because there was a certain stigma if you were in the Air Force or if even if you were a commercial pilot. But they're, they're specifically talking about the military here. Like, oh, I saw something funny. Oh, Saw something weird that I couldn't explain. Johnny's might- gone cuckoo. You might keep that to yourself because you didn't want the stigma that went along with it. Uh, just to get this out of the way, Scott Bray, who we just heard there, director of uh, deputy director of naval intelligence, said that nothing non-terrestrial in origin has been discovered. All the flying objects appear unpiloted, and there was no effort made to communicate in any incident. So. You know, they didn't trot out aliens or show no pictures first contact? of what... Nah, there's no first contact. But, I mean, it's it's concerning that you've got pilots who are up in the air all the time. They are and probably constantly more, seeing things. Yeah, more, more qualified to say, okay, that's weird or that's something I've never seen before. Like, haven't you seen the photos of, like, the like little triangles uh, in the sky over, like, a... Like a... Battleship? Yeah. They, that's one that he said they did find out later that those were fairly expensive and, and co- complicated drones. Yeah, drones in quotation oh, marks. Right. Right. <laughs> that's what they want you to believe. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, uh, Joanna, ever since the 50s, haven't they said, like, oh, weather balloons, probably. Always or, a weather balloon. Or a pocket of swamp gas. What's a weather balloon? That's... They they go up in the, you know, some of them could go up into balloon boy. Almost the, the even higher than balloon boy. Yeah, higher than balloon boy. Like the upper reaches. I'm just of saying the another one was balloon. Oh, boy. another one was balloon boy. Look, I think regular civilians can see any number of things and think, "Wow, that looks weird." I don't what I don't know what it is. I think a pilot, you know, who's logged a lot of flight hours, has some credibility. Well, it's just better at knowing, oh, okay, well, that's that's some Mylar party balloons, you know, or that's the planet Venus or whatever. 
Well, that's an alien. No. It's an alien. I, I'll tell you this. The truth I, is out there, as Buzz. As much as anybody else out there, I would love, I would love if they made an announcement, look, we have found some other... Well, I don't know if I'd love it now that I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> it's like we found some other extraterrestrial civilization that wants to communicate with us. Ooh. Yeah. Now that I'm now that I'm putting it into words, I'm like, mm, maybe I will not careful. do that. I I've been fascinated by this ever since I was a kid, you know. And I saw. Did you ever? Because you close you were, encounters of the third kind. You were out in r- rural, like farm country when you grew up, right? You ever mm-hmm. see crop circles? No. No. Hmm. Huh. I I think they pretty thoroughly debunked the crop circles. Like they they've shown how it was done. Oh, it was like man-made. Yeah. Techniques. It's like a piece of wood, like a two by four with a rope on it. And you just walk and flatten the the thing, and you make your crop circle under cover of darkness. Under cover of darkness. Joanna, do you believe? I believe. Really? I believe the truth is out there. Yeah, I'd I'd love to see any evidence, but that this is not what they did at this at this hearing yesterday at all. I don't want to get probed <laughs> by aliens. <laughs> <laughs> but ladies, well, what if it was consensual? <laughs> what if they asked? Probe me? Oh, if the aliens ask politely, yeah, we really need your help, Earth man. All right. <laughs> Probe me. You said it nicely, so okay. Uh, so yeah, they didn't uh, confirm the existence of aliens. They didn't cons- confirm extraterrestrial aircraft, and uh, I believe it's because they didn't find any evidence of that. But they do say, "Hey, we ought to find out what this stuff is." Right. When our pilots, first of all, our pilots shouldn't be ashamed to share what they see. And we should actually also. Why do we make have air effort? trash? Yeah, he called it air trash, right? Or air a- trash? I think he called it like. No, there was a different. There was a different term he used. Air garbage, debris, maybe like air debris. Uh, but the fact that that's even a problem is weird. What do you mean? Well, that the, uh, the air is cluttered. You know, it can be cluttered with these things, and that's maybe why people. Uh, the pilots have been reporting it. Yeah, the, from the balloon. What I'm saying, from the balloons to the quadcopters to whatever. Well, there's certainly a lot more quadcopters than there were 20 years ago. Right, flying around. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Joanna has entertainment headlines headed our way in just a few moments. And uh, Disney Plus dropped the trailer for She-Hulk. Which looks like a lot of fun. It I gotta tell does. You. Yeah, and it I'm looks shocked like fun. to hear you say that. Yeah. Why? Mister, I don't want girls ruining my comic I, book. I don't say that. <laughs> she Hulk like is a long standing like established Marvel character. And you were like, ugh. Oh, She Hulk. Also, how do you find Bruce Banner? More more credible of a hero than Doctor Strange, like it's more re- <laughs> it's more like, realistic, like like a man getting so much gamma radiation that he okay. So, you know, Captain America was a scrawny little dude, skinny right. Steve, and then he got the super soldier injection, and I think the way they played it is like, oh, if you over injected, you'd get somebody like the Hulk, but 
the Abomination shows up. Tim, Tim Roth, who mm-hmm. played the Abomination. In the, the Edward Norton, Norton yeah, version. He shows up in the trailer. Is it a spoiler to say what I saw in a trailer? That's not a spoiler, right? No. no. What did you see in the trailer? Uh, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk is in there. Are you going to do a, a trailer breakdown? You want to do a complete one? Because yeah. I liked it. I liked that trailer. Uh, yeah, if we got a moment here. <gasps> yes. Do you want to just... Like, stop me if there's something you think that I might be able to add or oh. that you have a question about. All right. L.A. Skyline there. I'd recognize it. <laughs> there you go. For a second. Yeah. <laughs> That's Mark Ruffalo's voice. Definitely. Some high-tech villains. Okay. Right there. Some of these clips are so short. You see a guy with a crowbar. You see a dude with a crossbow other weapons in their hands. This is like a one-frame shot, but is this like the Wrecking Crew? Mm. The Wrecking Crew in Marvel Comics, they, there was one guy who, they're all super strong, and one guy had a crowbar, and the other swung like a like a wrecking ball around, so maybe that's... Were they associated with She-Hulk? Yeah, I think they were, you know, just pretty... I think they fought everybody. They were just pretty well-established supervillain group, so there's a chance this could be... Uh, the wrecking crew that we're seeing, oh, cool. but it's only. But then on the other hand, this guy looks like he's got a gun, <laughs> so none of them carried a gun. Not that a gun would do any good against She-Hulk. The wrecker, the, the wrecker, wrecker bulldozer, bulldozer, pile driver, yeah, but yeah, pile. and Thunderball. Ah, uh, and then we see the uh, CGI'd She-Hulk that looks great. The comic book backstory for She-Hulk is Jennifer Walters is a cousin of Bruce Banner, and for some reason he has to do an emergency blood transfusion, and oh, no. whatever, whatever gave him his Hulk powers, she got the Hulk powers. So that's how it plays out in the comic books. They're showing uh, like a, a you know a high security prison facility. This could be the raft, that, although yeah. it doesn't look like it's in water. Remember the raft, raft was in water. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this may be some other kind of superhero uh, facility. Okay, right there you see Tim Roth, mm-hmm. and he's in human form, but Tim Roth played the abomination in The Hulk that had Ed Norton in it, and he showed up last year in the Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. He had a scene in there where he was fighting Wong mm-hmm. from the Doctor Strange series. So Also, they're maybe making uh, it seem like she will be his attorney, or she will be representing uh, Right, superhero- because they, they've got him all Hannibal lectured up, and it looks like she's going in to talk to... Although in Shang Chi, it really looked like he. I didn't see got, Tim Roth in Shang Chi. I just saw the abomination. The abomination. You didn't see Tim Roth, right? Uh, yeah, I wasn't really clear on what's going on. Like they have an underground fighting league, and Doctor Strange's assistant, well, former assistant, he's now the. Almost gave a spoiler for Doctor Strange. <laughs> I guess we, we we haven't officially reached our two week limit that I can tell you that you're going to hurt Wong your other arm. Has a new job title. <laughs> there you go. You know you can hardly ever get the Hulk in a movie fighting. You can either get the Hulk in a movie where he's not fighting, like Smart Hulk. 
And then you got Smart, Smart Hulk, and he doesn't really seem to be too keen on fighting. Mm-hmm. He fought in Thor Ragnarok, but do you remember in Infinity Wars? He hulked out at the beginning, and then he couldn't hulk out for the rest of the Infinity Wars. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because Hulk was too scared because he had been beaten by Thanos. Is that what was going on? Yeah. That performance anxiety. (laughs) Also, it looks like the Hulk, who looks more and more like Mark Ruffalo, like they're really perfecting this technology of making the Hulk look like Mark Ruffalo, has a shirt with an insignia that could be the shield. Oh, that kind of does look like the the The, eagle from S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Okay, so now she's in this in this tank that's supposed to restrain supervillains. True. And it looks like, does that look like the Hulk's hand there? I don't think so. It looks like somebody, probably Bruce Banner, is pushing a button that's going to trigger the transformation. Okay, so she turns into the She-Hulk and she busts out of the containment unit. And it looks like there was some kind of almost like a saw death trap that was going to make her panic so much that. Why would Mark it, Ruffalo have that even in his <laughs> office or studio? Yeah, just in case my cousin ever comes by and I need to see I if she can transform her. into She Hulk, I better have this thing ready to go. So it's got her in business clothes. It looks like she's showing up for work as She Hulk. Green, like she can't turn it on and off. I'm trying to remember from the comic books. Yeah, usually she was, like, She-Hulk form was a permanent type of situation for her, as I recall. (laughs) All right, it shows her transforming, and then it shows a shot of somebody that she's fighting who looks like they might be a member of this wrecking crew, which I... Identified earlier as a supervillain outfit. All right, it shows her and the Hulk. Like the way the Hulk would get around in the comic books, he'd just jump, jump real by like miles, miles yeah. with every leap. <laughs> that's fun. Uh, that's a little self-referential. Humor. Well, the orphan. You know how many orphans are there that turned out to be superheroes? Tony Stark, uh, Batman. Yeah, Batman. I thought we were just talking Superman. Technically, was an orphan. Yeah, but in comic books, there's something about orphans. Do you what? Do you relate to the comic? This character. This character is got a like a green, like a green superhero costume, which you don't see a lot of in the Marvel universe. But he looks like Judo Master. From Peacekeeper. Who's she fighting there? She's about to fight somebody, but I can't tell who it is. Ah, oh, man. The, the cuts are so quick on this. There you saw the abomination mm-hmm. fully transformed into the abomination. She Hulk's pretty hot. I know she's CGI, but she is pretty hot. <laughs> she Hulk, attorney of law. Nice. Okay, so it shows her going through the tin. She's swiping right, right on, on Tinder. Everybody. She, she does Tinder like I do Tinder. You just swipe right swipe on right. everybody without even looking at the picture. You're yeah. just swiping right. 
and she's carrying a, her guy to the bedroom, all baby style. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch it. It looks great to yeah, me. Yeah, it does look really good. Mark Ruffalo is, is really a highlight of the, I think, uh, Avengers or any of the uh, Marvel movies, really. Yeah, it's there's something about the Hulk. They couldn't. He do- can't carry a whole picture by himself, or, or he has it successfully. The first Hulk with Eric Bana, not great. Nope. The one with Ed Norton was better, but still not panned. great. But everything he's been in, he's been part of an ensemble with the Avengers, and even in Thor Ragnarok, he was. You know, it seems like for some reason the Hulk is not a standalone character. He needs to be in an ensemble. Do you think Mark Ruffalo looks at himself in the mirror and and goes, "Oh." Like he's a little uh, underwhelmed he's... by his own body. Puny banner. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check our other Hollywood headlines. And here's Joanna Barba. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Chris Rock could very well be the host of the 2023 Oscars, and at least one executive at ABC is open to the idea. The executive wants to make next year's show, show quote, even better. Ratings were up by 58% this year, and there were 16.6 million viewers compared to last year's 9.8 million. If you want to make it better, you better add some slaps, because that was the highlight of the night. Yeah, they weren't watching for for your content. I want to know how many of those 16.6 million viewers were the ones that started watching after the slap happened. Uh, But at least he won't have to worry about being slapped, because starting next year, Will Smith is banned for the next 10 years from attending any Oscar ceremony. If Chris... If Chris Rock wants to do it, I think they owe him. Mm-hmm. He's hosted yeah. before, and he got, you know... He's all... He got I, hit. I went up there and read the line that you guys wrote for me. And the fact that Chris... There's a brief moment after Will Smith slaps him where he goes, Oh, I could... And, you know... Oh, he held back. He restrained he himself did. from you verbally... Know, you could tell he really wanted to. He, a, a comedian like Chris Rock could be absolutely lethal if he decided just to go off on Will and Jada about their weird open, you know, all oh, the yeah. weird so stuff much. about him. He could have just ripped them apart, and there's not really much they could have done done about it except cut to commercials, and he didn't do it. Oh, yeah. After getting sucker punched and slapped, he didn't do that. He remembered, you know, there are people here that are about to win an award. i got to present this award. I'm going to keep it on track, and for, for that alone... Uh, he continued professionally. Yep. Comics are not fighters or lovers, <laughs> but they are talkers, mm. and they will talk you down. <laughs> Next year's ceremony. You know, he could have ripped them apart, really. Yes. They, they yeah. would have been pretty much at his mercy, or else Will Smith would have gotten back up out of his chair, and who knows what would have happened then. But Chris Rock somehow maintained his composure, and it seems to me the least the Academy could do, if he wants to do it. Let him host it. Make it the Chris Rock show for the Academy Awards. Yeah. With bodyguards on stage? Probably. <laughs> Probably new safety protocols. Nobody can get on the stage. Next year's ceremony will take place Sunday, March 12th, so there are pl- there's plenty of time to decide. Congratulations are in order for Bam Margera. After a year of treatment at a Florida rehab center for alcohol, Margera is back at home. He announced his return in an Instagram story and then announced his involvement with the video app Cameo. He's out, but he's not done. Margera says that he'll continue to go to outpatient treatment. His wife, Nikki Boyd, and their four-year-old son, Phoenix, have relocated to an apartment complex near the treatment facility so that Margera can live with his family while attending classes. 
The boys' season three is so intense that the makeup department ran out of fake blood after filming just three episodes. That's what you like to hear, right, Joanna? Yeah. Amazon Prime's hit series is set to return for its highly anticipated next installment next month with the most recent trailer showcasing what looks to be the show's most wild season yet. The boys' season three will also see the return of the majority of season two's principal cast like Carl Urban, Anthony Starr, Jack Quaid, Aaron Moriarty, Chase Crawford and Jesse T. Usher. Season three will also introduce audiences to Soldier Boy, played by Jensen Ackles, with the character having previously been described as a parody of Captain America. While many of the boys' season three secrets have been kept tightly under wraps throughout its promotional run, the cast have offered a number of exciting teases of what's to come, including an adaptation of the infamous Herogasm comic book storyline. That is crazy. Yeah, the Herogasm. Herogasm. I can't say it. Okay, so I think what they do, some of these superheroes, is every year they will claim that there is an extraterrestrial threat. So they all have to leave the planet, planet. to go face this. So but they all, actually go to like a like probably Jeffrey Epstein's island or whatever. A fire. <laughs> yeah, it's like Fire Island. And they just break every taboo and engage in every vice known to oh. man. Oh, interesting. And the comic book was was borderline x-rated so I, oh. I don't know what they're gonna do but what's the date for the boys um june okay next month probably next month right. that's something i'd get excited about all right yeah Woo. the boys yeah. <laughs> Woo. and finally netflix is laying off around 150 employees as well as dozens of contractors following a disappointing earnings report citing slowing revenue growth a source familiar with the situation reports that the cuts include at least 26 contractors working on the company's fan-focused To Doom website, which serves as a supplement to Netflix's content. Prior to this recent round of layoffs, Netflix cut around 25 marketing roles, including close to a dozen of who worked on To Doom. The 26 workers laid off yesterday were informed of the move in a mass email, which Netflix spokesperson Erica Mason Hall said was sent by the contracting company. Though, though they are saying that this has nothing to do with the memo that was sent over the weekend that gave employees an ultimatum, either agree with what we were working with or quit. Mm. Well, I, the memo said we do all kinds of programming and present yes. all kinds of perspectives. And if you have any problem with that, maybe this isn't a, the place. maybe it's not a good fit. Right. So basically they told him. You're fired. <laughs> no, they didn't tell him. No, but it, but it, it would be interesting to find out, like, how many of these people had, you know, expressed that they weren't, they didn't want to work on certain shows or they didn't want to do certain aspects of their job. Mm -hmm. Netflix says none of them, huh? None. None. <laughs> <laughs> With your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Got a call on the neckline um, in the past few minutes about the UFO hearings in Congress yesterday. Ooh, also, I got a message in the app chat asking uh, why we're playing so much music today. <laughs> Joanna, you want to take that one? Um, sure. I have to pee a lot. Yeah. I have to pee a lot. <laughs> I normally, I can we time out two, my time. We played two songs. Normally, I can time it out fine, but today I'm a little off. I don't know why. That cold coffee problem. <laughs> <laughs> I did get a big cup today. 
<laughs> hey, this we're into the final few days of our flyaway trip to Miami. We want to send you to Miami to see Motley Crue and Def Leppard on their stadium tour. June 18th is the concert date. Um, and here's what happens every day, including today and including Saturday and Sunday, we're going to have three code words. I'll give you the approximate time for the code words, 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. That's every day, including the weekend. And as soon as you get a code word, enter it through the KLAQ mobile app. It's kind of similar to GoFund Yourself. So if you know how GoFund Yourself works, you go to the KLAQ mobile app, make sure you're logged in, mm-hmm. enter the code word, and the more code words you enter, the better chance you have of winning the drawing. That is a trip to Miami. Airfare for two, hotel for two nights, tickets to the show, two tour t-shirts, and $500 cash from KLAQ. Go fund yourself. Nope, this is the Motley Crue Def Leppard Flyaway. All right. Motley Crue Def Leppard Poison and Joan Jett. Flyaway courtesy of Better Noise Music. Listen each day for those code words at 10, 2, and 5. They held hearings on the phenomenon of what you might know as UFOs, but the Defense uh, Department's uh, spokesman was going with UAPs, which is unidentified aerial phenomenon. It's the woke term. (laughs) What's a UFO implies, oh, they're flying, flying. but they might not be flying. They might be floating. Mm -hmm. They might be falling. It might be a reflection. There's nothing to say that it's that it's flying also just a quick google search and it, it turns out in el paso there's a bunch of sightings uh of of lights at least over either the east side or the northeast sure and uh we got a military base exactly yeah, yeah. interesting I, I would imagine anytime there's a military base where they do well who knows what they're <laughs> you know who knows what they're up to here is a call from the neckline. You can leave a message for us. And they upgraded the neckline, so we get these calls instantane- almost instantaneously. How good is the audio on it? Good. 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325 to leave a message for us. Yes, for the UFOs, I have a theory. We are a zoo planet. All extraterrestrials come and visit us. We're the experiment and all the little animals that they can come and watch. And <laughs> we've made contact in the past. Have a good one, morning show. That nice. is actually one that's of an the... Interesting that, from, is that like Twilight Zone inspired? I think it's been... that That's been used in ver- various forms. Uh, South Park used something like that. I had never heard that. It's called the zoo hypothesis. So there's a thing called the... the, the Fermi paradox. Uh, physicist Enrico Zoo Fermi said, "Hey, you know what we know about life and how how big the universe is. It's very likely that there are other civilized uh, species in the universe. So why have you know where are they? Basically, mm-hmm. is the question. One of the answers to the Fermi paradox is, well, maybe we're a zoo planet, or maybe we're being observed, or maybe we're an experiment. You know." Instead of just going to the zoo, maybe it's like we were started by some other civilization and they're watching to see how we're, or maybe we're all in the Matrix, <laughs> is another one. But if it, that's that's a weird theory that I had never heard of before. And uh, You never heard of that one? The zoo, the, the zoo theory? No. And the fact that there's a name for it and a bunch of 
articles. Like aliens are oh, looking at us. Ah, we introduced pollution into the system. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, there are a lot of hypotheses for the Fermi paradox. We got Donald Trump elected. Let's see what happens a to them. A lot now. of them have to do with Oh, maybe the maybe it's just like part of civilization that civilizations wipe themselves out before they can really become interstellar in scope. Mhm. So, yeah. Interesting. Whatever the whatever the truth is, you know, the truth is out there. Whatever it is, I'm sure is weirder than anything we're that imagined. we can even yeah, think of. Right. It's probably beyond if what's actually going on in the universe is probably. And maybe one of the weirder things is that it is so rare for the circumstances to be just right. For you know, life, you mean? Yeah, maybe it's much more rare than what Enrico Fermi speculated on. What's the uh, quote where uh, somebody said, any sufficiently advanced technology is in... Uh, Arthur C. Clarke right. said, any advanced, any any technology advanced enough is identical to magic, or would be interpreted as magic. Yeah, that... That's something that the ancient astronaut theorists have latched onto. Right. Yeah, I mean, if somebody from 1000 BC showed up today, there would just be no way that you could convince them that everything around us, these lights inside, a lighter, the fact that you hear other voices, that you could see images, all that would just be like, he'd go, that's magic. <laughs> yeah. He, might, he would freak out. Just seeing a lighter with fire coming from your hand. Yeah, all all of that would definitely seem like magic. Uh, what they definitely did not do was bring out little gray aliens and say, "Here they are." Here's guys. Bob. Yeah. Or those little uh, creed, those little centipede creatures that are in the break room on Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> uh, television tonight. There's a lot going on TV. On Fox, the seventh season finale of The Masked Singer. God, it seems like these things go on forever, and then they start right back up with the mass singer. Well, We're still there... in the season where Rudy Giuliani was unmasked. Season ninety. Oh my God. Season ninety nine. <laughs> Probably <laughs> the ninth season finale of The Goldbergs on ABC. I watch. Uh, I've watched every season of The Goldbergs. Joanna. One of the things we have in common. Mm-hmm. I've gotten behind since they since they kicked out Jeff Garland. It's like I don't know if it's subconsciously or not, but I've got like five of them in my DVR. Yeah, like I don't watch Goldbergs as much since they like since a, they axed Jeff Garland. They didn't ax him; he left. Oh, yeah, that's right. They axed him. <laughs> First season finale of The Wonder Years follows on ABC, so that's back to back shows that have had their own kind of no. Uh, Wait, is Fred Savage on the Wonder Years? Is he not no, no, he's anymore. an executive producer. He is an executive producer for yeah. the Wonder Years. Not anymore. But he got shown the door because of I'm going to say vague misconduct, vague misconduct accusations, mm-hmm. which is kind of what we got. Jeff Garland. Jeff Garland, right. They were they did it together. <laughs> 17th season premiere of So You Think You Can Dance on Fox. Buzz, do you think you can dance? Nope. <laughs> Season finale of Beyond the Edge on CBS. Do you, do you have any idea what that is, Joanna? No. Neither do I. Beyond. I hear there's an edge, and they go beyond it. 
Nico, go to bat for this show. Fourth season finale of The Connors on ABC. Oh, so I love th- it. This is so weird. You've got a show that was based on the life of a comedian, Roseanne Barb. Right. Uh, which was called Roseanne. Roseanne, I believe, yeah. And they brought it back, and it was having pretty good success. And then she tweeted a bunch of really racist stuff, and she, she blamed it on Ambien. Valerie Jarrett, the former... Uh, uh, National security, national security advisor to Barack Obama. Barack Obama, or was it Susan Rice? Uh, Either way, Valerie Jarrett. Valerie Jarrett, yeah. Either way, she she, she made a Planet of the Apes, I yes, think, yeah. comment. Anyway, Roseanne mm. got canceled from Roseanne, but they didn't end the show. They just changed it well, to the Connors. Show, so, so does that mean it's been four years of being the Connors, or it's been four years, including when it came back as Roseanne? I think it's or what, did it come when it came back? Was it entitled Roseanne? No, when it came back, it was just called the Connors. It was already the Connors. Yes. Oh, no, okay. when it came back, like when Roseanne came back. Yeah. Yeah. After it had been off for like 20 okay, years, yeah. When it came, came back. back, it was Roseanne. Then she died she got, in the show. Right. And then they and killed her off. They killed her off. Yeah. Which and is weird because they had killed off the Dan back in the I want to say nineties. That's the husband. Yeah. Yes. They killed off Dan. Then they resurrected him somehow. And then they killed off Roseanne on the show, and the show has continued on. And, and now he's married to Peggy from Married with Children. See, there's a multiverse where everything happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's real good, though. I watch it. Fourth season finale of A Million Little Things, also on ABC tonight. Do you watch that one? No. That seems like a show they they put on because uh, uh, the one that you do watch was so popular. You know, the one that's wrapping up next week. This Is Us? Yeah. I have heard it be compared to that. Tonight's- A group of friends band together to help each other through life's unpredictable curveballs. Yeah, I think it's kind of gotten a, a rap as a, as a copy of This Is Us, but I don't know if that is accurate because I've never watched either one of them. <laughs> ABC just released their fall schedule, and if you love Bachelor in Paradise, you're getting four <laughs> hours a week. Four hours a week of Bachelor in Paradise on oh ABC. God. That's three and a half hours more than I think is necessary. BIP is taking over Mondays from 8 to 10. Now that Dancing with the Stars is moving to Disney+. Plus. And it's also going to air for two more hours on Tuesdays. Were you a big Bachelor in Paradise? Because uh, I know you were. Bachelor a- in Paradise could get pretty, <laughs> pretty steamy. <laughs> <laughs> in a lot of ways, Bachelor in Paradise, for, it's all crap. Okay. Yeah, but what's all the superior crap? crap? <clears throat> well, I, again, it's how you define superior. Uh, Bachelor in Paradise is the most salacious. Ah, that's the one that's going to be the most uh, attention. Yeah, they're drunker on Bachelor in Paradise. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, ABC is holding the new season of The Wonder Years until mid-season, but they say it's not because they fired Fred Savage over inappropriate behavior. Uh, The new Gina Rodriguez show, Not Dead Yet, is also being held for mid-season, along with the returns of... A Million Little Things, American Idol, The Bachelor, and Judge Steve Harvey. Judge Steve Harvey? I think it's like a judge show, except he doesn't claim to actually have any legal knowledge just, or background. He, he just, just whatever. Judges. Yeah, he just judges and does it in <laughs> Steve Harvey. So it's a lot of mugging at the camera, yeah. I would imagine. Mugging and a lot of 
100 people surveyed <laughs> say you are guilty. Jenna, you made me laugh. Thank you. They're also adding Celebrity Jeopardy to the Sat Sunday night lineup to pair with Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Other new shows on the fall schedule are a spinoff of The Rookie called The Rookie Feds, starring Niecy Nash. Oh, and she's great. Alaska, starring two-time Academy Award winner Hilary Swank. Huh. In Alaska, Hilary Swank plays a disgraced New York journalist seeking redemption at a newspaper in Anchorage. Hillary Swank's doing television now? <laughs> right. Not a good sign. I mean, that sounds like his, when you're an Academy Award winning actress, doing a show on ABC sounds as bad as being demoted from New York City to Anchorage, Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> but just for you BIP fans, Bachelor in Paradise is going to take up all you work. <laughs> Are you bippers out there? Two hours on Monday, two hours on Tuesday for you bippers. Dang. People will just watch attractive people Getting get drunk, drunk and falling on herpes. each other. Right. It also makes me think that all it takes is to just have a six-pack, and then I can just, we, we can hang you out. You could be on the bathroom. And I'll, I just, you know, need some margaritas. Yeah. It'd take a little more than a six-pack. You're probably older than most of the people that are on Bachelor in Paradise. Think about that. You think so? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty young still. People are aging out like by the time they're 30. Wow. They're getting a little too old. Eh, they'll bring back some favorites from previous seasons, but it it does seem like, you know, the, the guy that's slightly too old to be in the club, mm-hmm. but he's in the club anyway. Mm-hmm. I think Chris Rock had a bit about this. You don't want to be the guy that's <laughs> too old too old to be in the club. Can you turn it down <laughs> just a little? They have dating shows where you can't see the other person. They've got Love at sh- No Sight, Joanna? What? The, 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 one, the, the one where they they don't get to see each other. Love, love at First... Oh, love, on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Love is Blind. Love, love is, is Blind. blind. Right. There's the one, I don't know if you ever watched it, where they come out in makeup. They look like different animals and stuff. Oh, like a crazy Hollywood style special effect. It was like Mass Singer, but It was dating. like Mass Singer, except dating. <laughs> America must love watching people in singing contests and, and trying to date each other. Yeah. And you can't come up with, a weir- with an idea that's too weird. No. You just throw it out there and somebody will probably buy your pitch. For sure. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Some big elections, uh, primaries around the country. You know, Texas already had its primary. Pennsylvania had primaries. And uh, the one between for Senate between Dr. Oz and uh, David McCormick. Or Ch- McCormick mm-hmm. s- still being... Uh... Still too close to call. And they say that it's close enough that there's going to be an automatic recount. Wow. The youngest... U.S. Representative uh, in a long time, Madison Cawthorn of North Carolina, lost his reelection bid, so he's one and done. And I swear to God, I think people in North Carolina voted for him because they thought he was a disabled military veteran. Like, look at this picture. This is the coat I'm talking about. Yeah. Doesn't it look yeah. like he's wearing some kind of military coat? Yeah, it does. 
And with the American flags right behind yeah, him. Yeah, right. I think this guy didn't do a whole lot. I think just people, you assumed he was like some kind of war oh, yeah, military yeah. hero or something, right? Absolutely. Very clean cut. Uh, I always see photos of him uh, behind, in front of American flags and uh, yeah, you see a guns. Lot of, you see a lot of politicians in front of American yeah, flags. Yeah, but I, I see him with a lot of guns and wearing military <laughs> you fatigues. See a lot of politicians. Yeah. Well, do they wear all wear military fatigues? Uh, look, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a case of stolen valor, but other people have said that because he said that his car wreck, he was coming back from spring break is how he ended up in the wheelchair and his friend fell asleep. And he said that he had been accepted to the the Naval Academy and that turned out not, not to be true, but I, it, it looks like he kind of leaned into the idea that people, Oh, people are going to see me in a wheelchair. They might think, you know, I'm, I'm a veteran. Also, it's kind of a warning shot to this brand of politics kind of unleashed by Trump that all, that all it takes is to be an image and that's all you need to be a politician. Well, it turns out that the people in your district care if you're showing up to meetings. Well, and- that was the big thing, you know, uh, other than the, the headlines for all the wrong reasons, twice trying to take a loaded gun onto an aircraft, uh, saying that. Republicans in Washington had invited him to orgies, which is a weird thing to invite a paraplegic to an orgy, right? You can watch. It would be like inviting Stevie Wonder to go take in an art exhibit at the museum. (laughs) (laughs) Nico, Iggy's on the phone. He thinks he may know where your ID and your debit card are. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, good morning, buddy. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, hey, Buzz, I was going to ask you, man, I, I need to ask your help to help me stage an intervention with Nico. Have you seen the inside of his car? Oh, yeah. It's it's probably in, in his car somewhere. Buried somewhere, man. I was telling Nico, your car looks like the inside of a recycling bin, man. Come on. <laughs> Screw real, you, man. <laughs> Dude, one time I was helping him clean his car out, I found a bag from Whataburger. The receipt said 2017, man. Come on, Nico. <laughs> well, it's not 2017. Your car is a, is a mess. I, yes. Have, I, you, I, have you looked under the seats in your car? I have. I've checked everywhere there, but um, there might be some... You have not, buddy. There's no way you could have. There's too much trash in there. Okay, all right. Shut up. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm the one giving you rides. Like, at least I have a car. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I have to get in the cargo space, man. In the cargo space. Yeah, don't worry about how clean my car is. All right, you don't. You won't have to let be me, in there. Let, let me detail detail it for you. I bet you I'll find your cars, buddy. All right. Hey, I, I, I gotta go, man. My boss is coming. All right. Hey, we'll bye. see you. Watch your way. Iggy's is part your of your comedy showcase this weekend. Iggy is part of my comedy showcase. Uh, Where at? Saturday, twenty first at Craft Rhythm and Brews, thirteen oh one Texas Street. Craft, rhythm, and, and bruise. bruise. That's right. Is your car really that bad? Uh, yeah. Okay. And this is this has been forever. It's kind of like I'm not the only one. Like people have messy cars, but a lot of comics also have really messy cars. I'm not going to chalk it up. I I, I get, I get you, lazy you about have a messy my car. I get lazy about my car. Yeah. Have That's you messy. checked the entire car then? Let's do a video. Let's go out there and take a camera with us and just go through Nico's car go and find, ca- see what yeah. we find. Go through the entire There's car. No the dumpster is right there. Yeah. Easy access to throwing away things. Yeah, that's good, a good excuse and for you it. let us make a video out of it? You know, because, like, I don't really give people rides any, like, as much, and uh, I kind of get real just lazy Every about time it. you do give me a ride for any reason, I there's a 
there's a process where I have to clear off the seat. No, I'm at least yes, nice no. enough where I clear it for you. Yeah, well, okay. Nice. The seat has to be cleared off, and by cleared off, just throwing it down in the, <laughs> in the floorboard of the car. So, so maybe it is could, in your car, Nico. We, you know, because before, before I'm on the show, I was like doing a lot of driving around, living out of my car, kind of. It was like my office. So I got used to just... It's called being homeless. <laughs> it's like homeless adjacent. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Anytime I lose my, anytime I lose an ID or misplace a credit card, most of the times what happens is I go through the drive-through at the pharmacy, and they got to see your, you know, they need your card or they need your ID and your card, mm-hmm. and then they put it in an envelope when they give you your prescription. Mm-hmm. I think that's responsible for. Ninety percent of the times I ever misplaced, <laughs> misplaced things. my car. That, that's a good or my ID. I have left my card and my ID at a bar before when I'm, you know, have a tab. And <laughs> that, that sounds like you skipped out on your tab. No, because then they would. <laughs> no, because then they don't give it back to you. Yeah, then they don't give it back, or they charge the card Wait, automatically. So you didn't skip. Yeah. You just forgot about it. Yeah, that happens. All right. Well, if anybody's at a bar and you've got an ID for an army, a bald Armenian gentleman, <laughs> so they recognize it. Maybe, yeah, okay. maybe his picture, he's not bald in it. Yeah, it's my headshot from 2013. <laughs> uh, let Nico know about that because he hasn't had it for what did you say, like two months, right? Yeah. Two months. Yeah. And if we're going to go to the Manibus dispensary, <laughs> he's got to check out his passport from his mom. Because I lose things. That's the, that's the reason it's with her. You should have her hold on to your <laughs> driver's license and debit card, too. Maybe she has it after. Maybe you loaned it. <laughs> yeah. not, not loaned it, but gave it to her for safekeeping and forgot about it. Yeah. All right. We got to wrap up. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll start the show at 6 a.m. We'll talk to you then. So long.